The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, joining me is Joshua George. He is the founder of ClickSlice, a UK-based SEO agency supporting e-commerce businesses. Today, Joshua and I will be discussing Google updates and the impact on e-commerce SEO. Specifically, we're going to look at Bard and how this might be evolving in the e-commerce space. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's my conversation with Joshua George, founder of ClickSlice. Joshua, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm uh, pumped about this. So tell me a little bit more about yourself, ClickSlice, and kind of what you guys do in the SEO space. Yeah, so we are an SEO agency uh, based in London. Currently work with 24 clients at the time of recording this. The majority of our clients are all e-com. So we kind of just found ourselves you know, specializing in e-commerce SEO as the bulk of what our client base is. We're a team of 13 people, um, so not the smallest, not the largest, kind of like a medium-sized business, but not what we like to call ourselves, you know, small enough to care, big enough to deliver. That's our motto, what we say to clients. And I've been doing SEO since 2016, so about seven years now. Awesome. Love it. And e-commerce obviously is near and dear to my heart. I mean, I spent many years at eBay. And in fact, I got my start in SEO in the e-commerce space in 2000, which is 
light years ago, I built a Spanish bookstore, a bilingual bookstore. And back then it wasn't quite as easy. And this kind of leads me to my first question for you, Joshua, because back then when I built my Libros, this, this Spanish bookstore, I didn't have platforms like Shopify or WooCommerce. I had to build this thing from scratch. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what's your take on platforms and their impact on SEO and, and e-commerce businesses? And how do you all think about this at, at ClickSlice? Yeah, so our personal preference in terms of platforms we like to work on, I mean, they're all pretty similar in terms of have the, home, the same functionalities within all of them. We prefer Shopify, which is fine. It's just the easiest to work on. It has a lot of features as well. Magento sometimes can be a little bit over, I mean, over complex, can be a little bit over the top in some instances when you want to do something small. But our preference definitely is uh, Shopify. It's interesting you say, you know, because these platforms didn't exist, you know, back in the day, I guess you could say, right? And yes, it would have made it a little bit harder. But, you know, I always go back to the main summary of saying, when you're doing SEO, all you're trying to do is serve up content to Google, right? And make sure that your content is the best. So whether you have Shopify or you've got a custom site you built yourself, all to rank on page one, on top of page one, all you need to do is get your keywords put in the important placeholders, right? In the URL, title tag H1. So it was still doable. That is back when you were starting on it, but it was obviously a lot more work, a lot more resources you had to put in, a lot more time and effort. Where now, I think the barrier to entry is so much more lower. So it's definitely more exciting. Like we get so many leads from e-com businesses coming in all the time. And it just seems to be a massive growing trend. I can't see e-com slowing down at all. It's just getting easier and easier for customers to jump on the bandwagon and delivering results. If you know what you're doing, is actually quite easy as well. Yeah. And this is a great segue for us too, right? Which is, I'm wondering, like, how do you think about Google updates in this same ecosystem framework, right? You've got platforms, you've got custom sites. And do you feel like Google updates and changes that they're making impact these differently? And is there an advantage to e-commerce businesses who have their standalone technologies and platform versus, say, using a Shopify or Magento? Personally, I think people are better off using the big platforms out there, Shopify and Magento, just because they are literally built just for people who want to have e-com stores. So it kind of makes sense. You kind of use a solution built for your product you're trying to solve, which is selling products online. To touch on like how you said like Google updates can affect a lot of e-com stores and you know, with the literally the recent launch of Bard that came out this is 24 hours ago, Google's new AI, which they're going to introduce in the coming weeks. And um, so that's actually very interesting because not much information has come out on what Bard is going to actually do. And the, the screenshots we've seen, um, you know, in the posts that come out last night by the, by the Google and Alphabet CEO, you know, it didn't really show that much. And it was a question like, um, how can I play the piano? And it pretty much answered, the, you know, that search query. And it didn't didn't like give any citation or give any credit to where it got their information from. And I think what people forget is, although Google is using this AI, you know, to kind of serve up these users or serve the answer to the users, it's just pulling the content from somewhere in its index. So the content that got served is literally coming from someone's website. So what I can kind of see happening, you know, in the coming months and definitely the coming years is that AI is going to be a massive part of Google and it's not really going to affect commercial terms. And what I mean by commercial terms is, if you're looking for the best noise cancellation headphones, right, you're going on a long flight to Thailand, for example, you're going to go to Google, so type in best noise cancellation headphones. And part of your buying process is going to be to look at what other products are out there, check reviews, check the companies. There's a lot of research that goes into any commercial search intent, right? So that's why I can't really see AI just saying, hey, these are the best headphones. Because if it does that, like, you're pretty much putting all your trust in Google to get this right. And everyone has different preferences, different colors, different weights, different sizes, different features they want. So I can't really see AI and all these updates affecting commercial intent keywords. 
but I can definitely see it having a big impact on informational related keywords. So let's imagine you own a e-com site and you sell men's men's razor blades, right? You know, typically you'd have a blog post, what is a men's razor? You'd have that to build up your topical relevance, link back to your main razor blade page, right? But instead of Google returning your page to someone when they search for what is a men's razor, it will just answer that itself in the AI chat box, right? A men's razor is A, B, C, D, E. So I can see a lot of e-com sites losing a lot of informational related traffic, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing because the traffic that makes you money is the traffic that comes from buyer intent and commercial related keywords. So on the whole, I can see websites kind of taking a decline in traffic, but I don't see revenue going down. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I 100% agree. What's really fascinating here is that like the evolution of what's happening in the e-commerce space is one where it's not just about the platform or your technology, but it's about how you're reaching your audience or reaching your consumer. And I think that's what's really interesting about your informational perspective, right? Is like, you've got to know how to connect with consumers online. And that's platform agnostic, right? Like, it just doesn't matter what technology you're using. What really matters is what the messaging is and where you're going with that. And so it's kind of an interesting segue for us here, right? Because we're talking about how Google updates are impacting the e-commerce space. And so when you think about the recent core updates, or maybe even some of the infamous helpful content updates, and then even more recently here on BARD and just where Google's going with AI, what are your general thoughts on how this is going to impact or evolve in the e-com space? And what should SEOs, business owners, content managers, marketers of these e-commerce businesses be thinking about? Yeah, this is another great question. So whether you're an e-commerce owner, SaaS business, you know, the same logic always applies. I always say exactly the same thing, uh, but it's probably more important for e-commerce owners than maybe a local business owner because they sell products directly on the site is that you always need to focus on quality over quantity. And you know, this has always been a thing in the SEO industry, but it's becoming even more prominent and more important now because even if Google is serving, you know, copying your answer, since you're scraping it from your blog and serving it in the AI, that can still be manipulated. You know, you can have an influence on what Google scrapes and what it returns to the user. And the best chances you have of Google returning your website or your answer is literally making sure your site is the best. And when I say the best, I don't just mean have one amazing ultimate guide on everything you should be doing to look out in terms of a buyer's guide for the products you sell, but it needs to be structurally sound. All your pages should be optimized. 
You shouldn't have any technical issues. You should have internal links where relevant. Every page should have a H1 tag. I've literally lost count of how many e-com stores I've seen that have like H1 tag and just says homepage for the homepage. It's, it's crazy. And it's just getting your site to the level that it should actually be. Because if you're not putting the time and effort into getting your business visible online and making sure it's the best, then quite frankly, it's quite harsh, but I don't believe it should be even visible in the first place. That's exactly right. And this is where e-commerce now starts to bleed into other channels, right? Like you can't just be dependent on your own product set, but you have to be thinking about your content strategy. You have to be thinking about how your other marketing channels are influencing your SEO strategy. And I think this is what makes SEO so hard, right? It's not just about how many dollars I get and how many of those I can spend on Google and effectively. It is about how I control an ecosystem of channels to drive more awareness through this organic search channel. And and Google is getting super sophisticated about how they manage this and what they do on a day-to-day basis to ensure that the best performing sites show up. I mean, we can call this stuff EAT. We can call this YMYL. We can call this all these nice little acronyms. But at the end of the day, what this is really about is how is a brand controlling their footprint inside of a topic area and is the presence of their brand showing up frequently enough to then qualify them to have top positions in Google. Now, things are changing fast, right? Google is getting more and more sophisticated. They're introducing AI into this equation. And I really want to ask you a question about where AI and e-commerce are going to come come together here. Is BARD going to have an impact on this? I mean, I've seen a lot of evolution around FAQs, how e-commerce businesses are leveraging informational content, their blogs. And I'm wondering how these things all kind of come together. Yeah, so it's a great question. So as I was saying to you earlier, I think with the implementation of AI, a lot of people are going to be losing out a lot of traffic related to information related queries, like, you know, what is a men's razor, how to use a men's razor, or you know, any keyword related to an informational intent behind it. I can see a lot of that traffic being picked up by AI and the introduction of BARD. However, I still wouldn't change my approach to SEO. And I say that because when it comes to ranking number one, you know, and getting your e-commerce store higher, there's two things you need to do and convey to Google. Number one is you need to prove to Google your site is authoritative. And number two, you need to prove to Google that your site is relevant, right? So authority, you can build by building high quality backlinks to your website. That's the easiest way to increase your authority. And relevancy comes from publishing what we call TR blogs on your website. So a TR blog is literally a blog which is publicly relevant to the main theme of your website. So using the same example of men's razor blades, again, if you was to publish lots of TR blogs on your site, it would be blogs about the history of men's razors. How much does a men's razor cost? How to use a map, everything like that, everything to do which is on topic of your stuff, right? And if you just stop doing that because you assume or assume it's going to happen, if you stop doing that just because Google's going to answer that for you and no one's going to be seeing that themselves, then what you're going to miss is that key cog which helps you build relevancy across for your website. So me personally and across all the clients that we work with, we're still going to be doing SEO the same way. I just anticipate to get a little bit less visibility for some of our informational related content. However, that content is still key because it's the second most important part of an SEO campaign, which is building that relevancy to get you visible for the commercial terms. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the interesting concept here is is what happens when you're not an established e-commerce brand? Like, does that change your strategy here? Totally agree. Getting a footprint on on TR-related blogs or, or placements makes a ton of sense, especially when you're in a real strong growth mode. But what happens if you're brand new? What happens if this is your first time launching a Shopify site? 
You've got a limited set and you're a designer who's creating this product. How do you get a foothold in what is now an incredibly noisy space where Google has a variety of different SERP features? And quite frankly, like I think where it gets complicated is now you're introducing concepts like Bard and AI where Google's kind of controlling the SERP even in different ways, giving users information before they maybe even allow them to have the purchase power of the SERP. So just curious to get your take on where does a new business start? Yeah, it's a very good question. Again, so what I would say if I was a new business starting an e-com store, like one thing I would focus on a lot is branding in general, making people aware of your brand. And it doesn't just have to be through Google, right? And I always say this to our team as well, yeah, that even for our agency site, like ClickSlides, we rank number one for SEO consult in London, lots of SEO agency terms in London. And that's great, right? But if we got slapped with a Google penalty tomorrow, does that mean our business dies? Well, no, because we're building a brand that people actually re- you know, reference ClickSlice to SEO and you know, we're jumping on podcasts, I'm doing interviews, I'm doing so much stuff to help build the brand. And that brand stuff is super, super powerful. And it's overlooked by so many SEOs because if people are familiar with your brand and they know your website, then what does that result in? It results in direct traffic. And direct traffic is one of the biggest ranking factors out there. You know, Semrush did a massive study a couple of years ago and obviously there's other features like, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, so there's other features involved in that, such as um, time on site, backlinks, H1 tags. That's all great, but the biggest ranking factor at the top is direct traffic, right? If you go into Google and search for Apple and go onto Apple's website or go on apple.com, that's a signal to Google. You already know where Apple is, you trust them and that has a massive impact. So if you're a new business starting out, I would still focus on the main SEO things I said, like building the relevancy and the authority, but you definitely want to focus more on brand building and that's going to help you be more sustainable and kind of, I would say, immune to any future Google um, updates. No question. And I love that. And I think this is a great segue of where the evolution is going, not just for established brands, but even new new businesses with the concept of awareness, right? Like you've got to learn how to leverage where your customers are and who wants to know about your brand before you get into any real growth strategy around SEO. Okay, that wraps up this episode on Google updates and the impact on e-commerce on the Voices of Search podcast. In part two of this interview, I will publish with Joshua the topic of future-proofing your SEO plans. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Joshua, you'll find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. His company website is clickslice.co.uk. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.